welcome back to another episode of JC's Creek. My name is Emily, and today we are doing Season 4, Episode 10, Self-Reliance. If you have not already, make sure to follow my Instagram so that way throughout the episode you can talk to me and you can let me know your opinions on this podcast or this episode. And make sure to follow my TikTok, Pacey and Joey, to get more Pacey and Joey content. And lastly, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel so that way you don't miss any episodes coming out on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So without further ado, let's get into this. So I believe this episode came out actually my birthday, but not like my real birthday. My real birthday is like 2003, but this came out in 2000, so there's that. This episode, I believe, came out on December 20th, 2000, so there is that. There's a lot of stress throughout this episode because of a test. So, without further ado, let's get into this. So, we have scene one of Pacey and Joey, and they're outside the Potter B&B, and Joey and Pacey are waving goodbye to Bessie and Bodie as they get into their truck and leave on their way. And so, Joey says, bye, don't worry, and I don't think that's something like, bye don't worry like should I worry like should I worry that's how Bessie probably felt and so Pacey said you know this ain't half bad the two of us together three nights alone and Joey said yeah Pace alone with a toddler and his terrible twos and a test tomorrow on a trans transcription I have no idea what that word even is like sometimes I'm like why do you even miss that and she says, if that doesn't sound like a prescription for fun, I don't know what is. And Pacey says, you know, we haven't talked about last night. And Joey says, sure we did. And we are both in agreement that you were in the head of the party. And by the way, what happened last night was the mistletoe between um, Dawson and Gretchen. And that's what I was talking about last episode. Like, it wasn't like a whole scene where I needed to add it in. But it was one of those things that I talked about last episode where I was like, guys, like, Gretchen and Dawson are kissing and there is, like, a very awkward tension between Pacey and Joey because of it. And so, Pacey said, no, not the party, the other one. And Joey says, what, the Learys? And Pacey says, yes, the Leary party. You know, the one with the mistletoe where Dawson was kissing my sister? And Joey says, look, Pacey, please, I have so much on my plate right now that I, that, to even think about that right now. I mean, I'm up to my eyeballs and thorough nation. I haven't even started on Emerson, and we have an hour left until Alexander wakes up from his nap, if we're lucky. And just like that, on cue, Alexander cries, and Joey says, brace yourself, this is where the fun begins. And it's kind of like a trial run to see if they'll do good while we'll do it parents. So then we have the second scene where they're at the Potter B&B and Joey is trying to study when she hears like banging, like bang, 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 bang. And she gets up and goes into the kitchen to find Alexander and Pacey sitting on the floor beating on some like pans. And the way that they looked up at Joey was so cute. I'm like, I want content between like, them being parents would be so funny. And, like, Joey says, 
what may I ask is going on here? And Gracie says, well, we're doing some royal organizing. And Joey says, what happened to reading him to sleep? And Pacey says, well, he got a little antsy and I just thought I'd let him tire himself out. And Joey says, I should have known better, Pacey. You always do this. And Pacey says, what? And Joey says, you get him all round up and now he's never going to sleep and I'll never get the chance to study. And Pacey says, you can study right now. Look, I'm telling you, I got the whole baby put into to bed under control. And Joey goes, out. And Pacey says, what? At the kitchen? And Joey says, no, out. Out at the house. As in, goodbye, sayonara. You're sleeping at home tonight. You're home. And I guess she really has to reappraise that. I like how pa pa Bessie and Bodie trusted um, Pacey to watch Alexander with Joey. Like, that was a big step. I mean, then again, Joey went on a bus or a, a boat for three months. So there was that. And so Pacey said, No, wait, you can't kick me out. You need me here. And and she goes, No, I don't. And Pacey says, Yes, you do. And she starts like dressing him. She goes, Hat. <laughs> like, that's so funny. And she like pulls the hat down on his head. And he just looks at her like, What, what are you doing? <laughs> like, and. She, he goes, ow, ow, hair, face, okay. And Joey says, coat. And Pacey says, what is this? Look, I can put my own clothes on. And Joey says, look, Pace, look, I really appreciate your trimsons are good. But I think I can handle this way better on my own. And Pacey says, the typical, like, dad line. Oh, yeah? Who's going to look out for the baby? And Joey says, goodbye. And Pacey says, I'm looking after the baby. And Joey says, bye, Pace. I'll see you tomorrow. And Pacey says, what? And Joey pushes him out the door and closes it. And Joey says, okay, Alexander, bedtime. Now we can either do this the hard way or we can do this the easy way. And Alexander just looks at him, like, looks at her like, uh, I just watched you, like, push that boy out of the room. And now you're like, like, I could have been beating on pans and pots. But you ruined that for me, so now I'm going to throw a big tantrum. Like, that's what he should have done, but he never did. And so, uh, there was a knock on the door, and she opens it. She goes, Pacey, and she opens to find it, like, a couple of people and not Pacey. And she goes, what part of Goodbye do you not under... And the man goes, uh, we saw your sign, and we could really use a room. And Joey says, sure. What's two people? And they enter, and there's two other children with them, which come in, like, screaming. And he goes... She goes, four? And the man goes, thanks. And she says, welcome. And you can just tell that Joey is clearly not happy about any of this. She just looks like she just wants to like, she's like, are you actually kidding me? That's what she looks like. So then we see the next scene, which is scene one of Pacey. And he is at Gretchen's, like, Gretchen and Pacey's place. And Pacey is sitting at the counter eating, well, or at the table eating. And Gretchen comes into the room and Gretchen says, what are you doing here? I thought you were at Joey's. And Pacey says, oh, I was, but uh, she kicked me out, which is funny enough, which leads me to the question of what I've been meaning to ask you, which is, what the hell are you thinking, kissing Dawson at the Larry ho holiday party the other night? And Gretchen says, oh, you saw that, huh? And Pacey says, oh yeah, I saw it. And and so did someone else I know. You know, as much as I would love to erase that image from my mind, I'm afraid it pretty much burned into the 
increases it's just he says so please please explain yourself to me tell me why you had to kiss dawson Dawson and not someone your own average age and Kevin says do we have to talk about this before I have my coffee and Pace says yes and Gretchen says okay look it was an accident per mistletoe okay and then nothing he knows that I know that it was just a kiss and Pace says there is there is no such thing as just a kiss especially not KSI which is true that was a very true statement Pacey and Gretchen says, didn't anyone, didn't you people ever play spin the bottle? And Pacey says, no. Unfortunately, that quick little 80s tradition of yours have gone down the doo-doo-doo by the time I hit puberty. And Gretchen says, and besides, why do you care about do who Dawson kisses? And Pacey says, personally, I don't. But someone I know does. And Gretchen says, okay, why aren't you at Joey's talking about talking about it to her instead of harassing me and drinking all the orange juice because he's like over there just drinking like a gallon of orange juice like like no care in the world <laughs> he's just drinking it straight up and Pacey says I'm not a complete moron you know I tried that already and Gretchen says and and Pacey says and she has had to have the time to run around over her mind yet and Gretchen says oh big lie and Pacey says yeah huge lie so I really got in two options. I can either take the high road and pretend I believe what she's telling me, or I could take the low road and force the issues and just come off looking like a huge class jerk. What do I do, Gretch? And Gretchen says, I think you should just be the best boyfriend you could be. I think you should be understanding and sweet and kind. And Lisa says, kind. And if none of those works, and Gretchen says, force the issue. Be a class world jerk. You can do it, Pacey. I know you can. I have complete other faith in you. So I think in this moment, like, it was kind of one of those things, like, you can always tell when Joey's upset, but I love how, like, Pacey just knows. Like, it's pretty obvious that they know each other as much as they say they do because it's not, like, where Pacey doesn't know a thing about her when she gets upset. He just automatically notices. And it's just little things like that. Like they talk about things. But they don't talk about things. It's like. They kind of go through like subtext for a little bit. Like they don't know whether they should talk about it. Because he doesn't know whether he's pushing a button. He doesn't know if he's being like the overreacted or anything. While Joey is just sitting there kind of dealing with her own thing. Because. She knows if she says anything or she does anything that will, like, bring up this topic. She doesn't know if, like, Pacey is going to handle it as well. And I think it goes back to how people handle things in the past with them. Like, there was a lot of people who, like, ruined things for them. Like, oh, like, they overreacted and they did all this different kind of stuff. And so, therefore, like, Pacey and Joey don't know how to handle things when things come their way. So then we have the next scene, which is scene one of Joey. And also, I would like to add along with this part, is one thing I really do think about, like, Pacey and Joey as a couple, when they get, like, when they have to talk about something, they don't really do a good job. And I think this kind of shows, like, yeah, eventually they do a good job about it, but they don't, like, really get into like the nitty-gritty stuff so the scene with joey in this part is joey is studying frantically when dawson comes in and takes the seat next to her and knows that he's trying to study and dawson says are you ready for his test and joey says oh yeah oh sure yeah 
Why wouldn't I be? And Dawson says, well, I haven't seen Joey Potter with cliff notes before. And Joey says, Dawson, they are just experimental sp- study aid. And Dawson says, yeah, right. You wouldn't tell, you would tell me, right, if something were wrong. And Joey says, sure. And uh, the teacher says, okay, people, success in the copy room. Now as a change of pace, this, this test includes short answers as well as essays. Dang. I would hate that if I were Joey. Like, in general, I think I would not like that at all. But one thing that kind of goes through my mind is Dawson is always like, you would tell me if something was wrong, right? Um, you know what's wrong. Like, I feel like it goes along with the subtext. But when Pacey, like, and Joey know something's wrong, they give each other, like, space. But meanwhile, when Dawson and Joey, like, have something wrong, like, they always, like, Dawson always does this. Like, he comes up and he's like, you would tell me something's wrong. I'm like, um, you know what's wrong is you and Gretchen get thing Because Gretchen is, like, a little bit older than you. And I don't think you're ready for that. So, then we have the next scene, which is scene three of Pacey and Joey. And they're at the Potter B&B. And Joey is putting away some groceries while talking to Alexander about the test. And he just sits there, like, on the floor looking at her like what the heck is wrong with you and joey says so i messed up on the short answers but who knows the throne actually was the empress handy wins anyway i mean i think the worst it possibly could have done was a b minus who am i kidding and alexander like plays on the floor and joey says it's a c i know i'm dead alexander please do yourself a fair stay off the road of overachievement I'm telling you, it will lead to nowhere but heartache. That's why I think Joey would be such a good mom. Because she just talks to the baby like it's a human. And Pacey enters carrying a bunch of groceries. And Pacey says, hey, went shopping. And Joey says, me too. And Pacey says, oh, well, you could have had, you can never have too many groceries. Especially if there's more unexpected gas dropped like last night. And I don't like the way that, like... Joey says the next line because she goes, uh, well, I'll take care of it like I did last night. Like, you were the one who pushed Pacey out the door and made, like, he literally put his hat and coat on. And now you're upset that you can't, like, be the, like, what? It makes no sense to me. I'm like, okay, Joey, whatever. Like, I get where she's coming from, but the same time I don't. Like, it would be funny if she just called him back, like, help me. <laughs> And so Pacey said, like, he's, like, um, picking up the baby from off the floor. And he goes, come here, baby, all the way up the top of the floor. And the baby, and the baby fusses. And Joey says, is there some uh, underline or something? Pacey says, what, what? You got the hiccups? He's talking to the baby. And he says, I just thought I would come by and cook up some supper, you know? Build some Lego castles. That way you can get steady. And study, and Joey says, I don't need to study tonight, Pacey. I need to study last night when I kicked you out. Remember that? Is that all coming back to you now? And Pacey says, oh, judging by your mood, I say the test went really well. And Joey says, it doesn't matter, okay? It doesn't matter how I I did on the stupid test. Because I can't undo it, and I can't retake it. It's over. And Pacey says, so you're really upset about some stupid test. And Joey says, I'm sorry, I can't let things roll off my shoulder, Pacey. I don't have the energy to buckle up and be in good mood, okay? I'm tired. I'm so tired about worrying about Alexander. I'm so tired of waiting on people. And I'm so tired of doing everything by myself. 
and Alexander like fusses and Joey like takes Alexander from she's like come here Alex and I I think like I think this is something that Joey is so used to doing because obviously like Bessie and her have this relationship where like sometimes they'll act like they're like mother and daughter where like they have to do things in a certain way but sometimes they act like they're like co-workers like they have nothing else to do and Joey like kind of has to act like a bigger like her age like a lot bigger or something because of how her life is like she has to deal with the B&B because her sister like it kind of goes back to season one where she had to be a waitress for a little bit and there was all these responsibilities and Austin didn't get it but meanwhile like Pacey's trying to help out like he's trying to be the bigger person but there's like no other way for him to be the bigger person because Joey won't let him in like mentally in her heart it's hard for her to let people in because the moment she lets them in it's like all of a sudden she's like kind of having to step out of her comfort zone like she's not used to like like Bessie like yeah she's used to Bessie helping out and stuff but she still has to do so many things it was kind of like that one episode where Bessie was like hey Joey like do you think you can mop the floor before you go to work and this was in season two she's like do you think you can do this before school do you think you can do this before school and Joey's like I'm still a teenager like I still have a life to do and Bessie just kind of looked at her but now it comes back to this where Joey still has all those responsibilities like she had in season one season two and even season three I feel like she had kind of well, she didn't have a lot of responsibility in season three. And now she's together with Pacey. And when she was together with Dawson, he didn't really get why she was so stressed out about this kind of stuff. And he never really helped out except the white fence and her dad, like, kind of having to help her out. And I feel like at this moment, it was not that Pacey wanted anything. Because whenever Dawson would help out, it was because he wanted something. But when Pacey helped out, it was just the kindness of his heart. And so I feel like at this moment, she was trying so hard to let him in. But in another sense, it's kind of hard to let someone in when you're not used to letting people in. It's kind of like, okay, and why do I bother trying to let this person in at the end of the day if they're going to leave or if they're going to hurt me or if they're going to do this and that and that. It's kind of hard to let her in. Meanwhile, there's Pacey, who says, Look, Joe, you don't have to do this by yourself, okay? That's why I'm here. I want to be able to help you, and I can't help you if you're not telling me the truth. And Joey says, This is the truth. And Pacey says, No, it's not. This is this, The truth is, what's bothering you is what happened between Dawson and Gretchen. And Joey says, I'm not upset about Dawson and Gretchen. And Pacey says, No, okay, maybe you're not, but you're certainly upset about Dawson and you and Joey says that is not true and Pacey says that's not true and Joey says no and Pacey says no please tell me the truth because certainly it has nothing to do with you and me you know I haven't screwed anything up for at least a day or two and Joey says you know what you have it you never do you are the perfect boyfriend and you won the perfect boyfriend contest you beat Dawson is that when you want to hear and then like Alexander fusses so, I think at this moment, though, it was kind of like 
they fought over this but it wasn't it was kind of like she just saw him trying to be like oh like it was a competition between him and Dawson but really like he knew what was wrong he saw what was wrong and it was even bugging him in a sense and he was trying to be that like bigger person to go up to her and tell her like hey like I know what's going on and that's okay and I feel like the reason why he said like I haven't messed up in a day or two is because like every time Joey's upset about something she takes it out on him because I was telling someone this today where I was like okay like if someone is going through something and you are the nicest person they know 9 out of 10 they're gonna take that on you like they're gonna take whatever's going on whatever hurt is going on and they're gonna take that on you because they know that you are probably gonna get mad and you'll fight with them and that's what they want and that's kind of what like Pacey and Joey are going through at the moment and that's kind of what Joey does as much as I love Joey that is a problem that she does so then we have the next scene where it's scene four of Pacey and Joey and they're at the Potter and B and B and Joey enters the room after putting Alexander to bed and Pacey is sitting on the couch waiting for her and Pacey says is she asleep or is he asleep and Joey says yep and Pacey says I did the dishes and Joey says thanks and Pacey says you know I didn't come here to fight about Dawson and Joey says yes you did and Pacey says yeah you're right I did I did come over and fight about Dawson but only because this is becoming one of those things that we never talk about then I look up one day and you're gone which is ironic because that does kind of happen like he's afraid basically that they'll never talk about this kind of stuff and they'll never like get over what's happening between her Dawson and him and therefore one day it's going to be one of those things that are never talked about and you know like one of those friends that you used to have where you were so close with them and then one thing kind of slipped like oh I'll tell them tomorrow oh that's okay I'll tell them tomorrow oh that's okay I'll tell them tomorrow and that tomorrow never comes and so you're stuck there like not being able to tell them and one day they're just gone that's what Pacey means and Joey says what things, Pacey? And Pacey says, oh, things are like in the future. And Joey says, we talk about the future. And Pacey says, no, Joey, we talk around the future. And Joey says, that's not true. I don't know why, why it bothers me that, that this, that this Gretchen and thing, Dawson and Gretchen thing. And Pacey says, but it does bother you. It's okay if it bothers you. I just want to be able you to, to tell me. Don't shut me out from these things. And Joey says, Pacey, I do think about the future. I do. And Pacey says, so when you you see, what do you see in the future? And Joey says, us. Me and you, Pace. We grew up together. And see, Dawson and I, we didn't grow up. We had, we were in that house, in the Dawson's bedroom, entirely having the same argument over and over again. And this endless cycle that goes on and on and on. And I cannot stop it, because whenever I'm around him, I feel like I'm 15 again. And Pacey says, well, um, that's your problem. And believe me, this isn't easy for me to talk, to say. You have to talk to Dawson. And then, would you please call me? And I love how Pacey does this, because it's kind of like, 
he took Gretchen's advice and he was like, okay, like, I can't be the bigger person in this. Like, I have to be the bigger person in this because it's obviously always going to haunt her. And I feel like he knows how it feels because him and Dawson are going through something right now. And so he knows how it feels to have, like, that thing where it's always going to haunt you and haunt you and haunt you. And obviously she needs to talk about it with Dawson because if she doesn't talk about it with Dawson, then it's just going to keep bugging her and bugging her and she's just going to keep it t like taking it out on Pacey and even Pacey knows that. So then we have scene two of Joey and Pacey, like of Joey. And so she goes and takes Pacey's advice and she goes into Dawson's room and Joey is sitting there looking at the window waiting for Dawson when he comes into his room and is obviously surprised to see her sitting there. And he goes, hey, and Joey says, hey Dawson, um, your mom said you'd be home soon, so I thought I would wait. I hope you don't mind. And Dawson says, no. And Joey says, I brought these counting cow CDs. And Dawson says, Joey, these are yours. And Joey says, I know. I just, well, I figured we could pass them back and forth whenever we have something we need to discuss. Which I find rather funny. And Dawson says, okay, uh, what, what do we need to discuss? And Joey says, see, this afternoon, and okay, since class, I lied. I wasn't okay. I just blew that test. You know, Bessie and Bodie, they're gone, and suddenly there, there was people at the B&B, showed up at the B&B, and they, they had all these rooms ready, and I had to take care of, I had to get all these rooms ready, and I had to take care of Alexander, and I tried to stay up all night cramming, but I fell asleep somewhere in the middle of chapter 7 to be in the field. Don't laugh, this is tragic. And Dawson says, you're gonna die if you get a B on a test. And Joey says, basically. And Dawson says, well, how did you get into the situation in the first place? Wasn't Pacey there to help you? And Joey says, yeah. And Dawson says, and he wasn't helping? And Joey says, um, I kind of want to let him. And Dawson says, you know, you should have let Pacey help you, especially with Alexander. I mean, he's great with kids, mostly because he's still one. I mean, that's in a good way. Um, and then he hands her a Christmas present. But I just have to say, like, why is all of a sudden he's being so nice about Pacey? Like, uh, that's unusual, but he is good. I feel like the reason why he's being nice about Pacey is because he's seen Pacey with, ooh, I just got a laser pointer on my, okay. It's because he's seen, like, Pacey with Buzz, and I feel like that's one of the reasons, which I'm like, where the heck is Buzz throughout this whole season, like, so far? Like, I thought we would have a reunited or something, but that's not how it went. And so... Like I said, he hands her a gift, and he, it's a picture of, like, oh, and Joey says, Dawson, you shouldn't have, I don't have yours, it's not Christmas yet, and Dawson says, I know, open it, because obviously he wants to be the first one to open it, and Dawson hands her a gift, and she opens it, and she finds a picture of Pacey and Joey hugging by the Christmas tree, which I'm like, where did Dawson even get this picture from? <laughs> is it just me or I'm like um where did you get that picture Dawson because that's a little bit creepy when you ask me like that's, that's a little bit stalkerish but whatever 
Joey says, it's beautiful. And Dawson says, yeah, I'm getting better, and I? And Joey says, no, that's not what I meant. I meant, and Joey, and Dawson says, I know what you meant. And Joey says, that party was fun. And Dawson says, uh, yeah, it had its moments. And Joey says, like, you and Gretchen? And Dawson says, um, that was not a moment. That was actually merely a traditional, a holiday traditional. And Joey says, so what's the deal? You guys friends? Or, and Dawson says, yeah, we're friends. What else would we be? And Joey says, I thought since you guys were kissing, and Dawson says, hey, please. Some of the cool 21 college girls don't generally fall for the dorky high school seniors. Which I was wondering how old, like, Gretchen was. Which I'm sure by now, like, Dawson was probably 18. So, I'm like, that's, that's still a little bit old. Like, I don't, I think, like, there's a lot of things that 21-year-olds and, like, 18-year-olds can, like, be. And I think, like, those are two different things that are very, very strong <laughs> i don't know like it always gets me and so dawson says even if she wasn't interested in me so why does this ruin a perfectly good friendship and joey says these things don't always have to work out in that way look at us after all we happen and we're friends if we aren't you wouldn't have you wouldn't have given me this and if we wouldn't have be sitting here telling you whatever your heart tells tells you to do Truth is, Gretchen would really be lucky to have someone like you. And she bends over and gives him a kiss on the cheek before leaving, and she says, thank you. Which, I find sweet, but again, I'm like, does no one else find this creepy that, like, Dawson just randomly gives him a picture? Like, here, here's my picture. I'm like, um, where did you get that from? <laughs> so then we have the second scene of Pacey, and... While Joey's doing that, Pacey, meanwhile, is at Cape Side High School where Mr. Kinzinski is sitting at his desk going through some papers while Pacey comes into the room. And Mr. Kinzinski says, Pacey, where? I thought I thought we weren't destined to meet today until 4 period. Or would you like to hang around in the junior English and have another go at Barney and the scrims? And Pacey says, uh, no thanks. I would prefer not to. And Mr. Kennedy says, Berlin's based off humor. Very impressive, Mr. Witter. So what can I do to help you? And Pacey says, well, uh, you guys in AP English have a, had a test yesterday, right? A, a big test. And Mr. Kennedy says, yeah. And Pacey says, well, let's suppose for a moment you have this person in your class who is generally an, a feminine student. And Mr. Kennedy says, he or she? And Pacey says, do you think you could help, uh, you could think you could keep it at bay for right now? Just for argument, states remain gender neutral. And Mr. Fancy says, and convey it to the further convictions of English language as spoken in North American content. Please, by all means. And Pacey says, okay, let's well, suppose that this person needs to retake the test. And Mr. Fancy says, because of the illness? And Pacey says, no. And Ms. Kinsey says, family emergency? And Pacey says, no, not exactly. And Mr. Kinsey says, well, case closed. And Pacey says, Mr. Kinsey, if you could just hear me out, we only need to accept her help from anyone. She's under a false impression that she is one single bee. The entire universe is going to just start fall apart. And Mr. Kinsey 
Dean says she, and Pacey says, uh, yeah, she. And Mr. Kinsensi says, ah, I understand where, she, where you're coming from. And he goes, Mr. Wooder. And Pacey says, oh, you do? And he goes, Ms. Mr. Kinsensi says, but I still have to say no. If I bend the rule for one person, I have to bend the rules for everybody. And Pacey says, well, uh, well, I had to give it a try. And Mr. Kinsensi says, which you did. I'm Riley. I love how Pacey did this. Like, no one can convince me that this is one of my favorite parts about this episode because it's like Pacey took something and he took his sister advice and he took everything that Joey left, what was fucking Joey, and he smashed it into one and he made it so amazing. And he, like, went up to the teacher brave may i add and was like hey this is what's happening and i need you to help out even though he said no and he had to make it fair for everybody pacey got that he didn't argue he didn't say anything like he knew what he had to do in order to get joey happy and this is proof that pacey would do anything to make joey happy and i love that fact so then we have scene three of, of joey and she's in the Cape Side Library, and Joey is highlighting a lot of stuff in the book. And when Mr. Kavinsky comes up to join her, and Mr. Kavinsky says, A little purple approach would be to read the book before the test. And Joey says, I blew it, didn't I? And Mr. Kavinsky says, C minus, certainly not your finest hour. But I'm guessing you already knew, considering the little visit I had from your, this morning from your, I hesitate to use the term better half. That is so cute. Like, ah. like if you know it's a good relationship when the teachers know that you are dating. Like, that's how you know. If when he says it like that, that's how you know they're really close. And Joe says, Pacey? And Mr. Kavinsky says, he asked me to give you a second chance. And I said, no, of course. However, I, Prudence, was an orphan honest again. So I'm giving a makeup tomorrow. And if you're interested in retaking the test, you could do that. And Joe goes, uh, uh, I, please. I mean, I, I would be really appreciate. And Mr. Fancy says, don't thank me yet. I'm planning to pre-printalize your half a, a letter grade. And Joey says, okay. And Mr. Fancy says, and by the way, you're doing some serious damage with this highlighter and he takes the highlighter from her and highlights a particular sentence and joey reads it out loud and joey says near the end of march 8, 1845 i borrowed an axe and went down to the woods by the wooden ponds near us to where i and mr says what's the most important word in this sentence and joey says woods and mr Kavinsky says borrowed the most important word to re-remember about this transition is that while self-reliance is the most important traits, therefore wasn't really a owl that alone up in the wooden pots. He had neighbors, friends, people he could re rely on. He should have. He should be all so lucky. I love that part of the scene. Like I generally feel like what he meant was. He saw how Joey was like obviously struggling and so it makes sense that people are there for her and even the teacher could see that and my favorite part about this part is the fact that she took what he said and she's going to use it in the next part of this scene. So then we have the next scene Pacey and Joey and Pacey enters the door to find Joey waiting for him with a huge 
huge smile on her face. And they says, you ring? And Joey says, I thought I'd call my boyfriend because I need a little help with something. And Pacey says, where's Alexander? And they're like walking around each other, which I found is funny. And he, she goes, watching me in the ambassador's room. And he says, okay, now I'm getting suspicious. What's going on? And Joey says, I just wanted to thank you. And Pacey says, for what? And Joey says, the test. You got Mr. Kaminsky to let me retake the test. And Pacey says, I did? I mean, I knew that I did, but I didn't know that it was going to work. So this is great. So how do you do it? And Joey says, oh, I get to retake it after school. So tonight, and she begins to kiss him when he stops her. And Pacey says, uh, and Joey says, is there a problem? And Pacey says, well, you tell me. And Joey says, I did what you asked. All the ghosts walked firmly away, except for the ghost of for Christmas future. And there is really no reason. And Pacey says, well, there is something we could, should be doing. And that's where we see scene six of Pacey and Joey, where they're, like, Pacey is sitting in the chair, quizzing Joey from flashcards while she sits there and holds Alexander. And Pacey says, trust bunnies. And Joey says, Emerson. And Pacey says, what... Truman's magazine was edited by both Emerson and Thorns, and Joey says, The Dial. And Pacey says, Truman's took the name from Kate's cryptosis of, and Joey says, per reason. He goes, wrong, practical reason. And she kiss, he kisses her, and she goes, oh, practical reason. And I love this scene so much. And he goes, Pacey goes, where is the book from farm? And Joey says, Worth Robinson's, Massachusetts. And he goes, you're good. I love this scene for many reasons. I love this scene because I like how she finally gets help. Like, she finally gets the courage to ask him for help. And he was willing to help. And it just took a matter of time and a matter of energy to really get into that moment. Like, I like how they were very, like, into it. They were very, like, trying to figure this all out. And I like how they were, like, Dealing with one thing at a time, like, one moment Joey and Pacey were fighting, but the next minute, like, Pacey had done what Pacey normally does, and he walked up to her, and he told her everything that was going on, and I love that part of the scene because it's like, Joey normally doesn't open up to people, it takes a moment for her to, like, gather what's happening and she could have known them for years like this could have happened the same thing happened to Dawson and Dawson wouldn't have done the extreme that Joey like that Pacey did for Joey and I like that part of the scene because there's a lot of things that happen in life but when you have someone who loves you and who cares about you and who wants the best for you like Pacey does for Joey it's kind of one of those things where it's not so hard to ask for help later if that makes sense and I feel like that's one of the main reasons why I feel like Pacey is such a good boyfriend for Joey. Because he was made for her in so many ways that no one else can express. And so, if you like this podcast, please make sure to come back on Friday, Saturday, and Sundays. Make sure to review this podcast, go to five stars, leave a kind review. And make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, that's Tracy's Creek Podcast and leave your thoughts down below you can put a thumbs up if you like but please leave your thoughts down below whatever you're thinking about this episode or a past episode or even a future episode that you'd like to me to mention and lastly 
If you have not already, make sure to follow my Instagram, that's Blair and Potter, my TikTok, that's Pacey and Joey, and again, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Again, I post every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Do well, thanks. Bye, guys.